Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're going to put forward a hypothesis. A hypothesis is an untested idea. It's hypothetical, which is why it's called a hypothesis. Specifically, we're going to look at the balance of revenue and expenses that make for a profitable venture in hospitality. It's no secret that hotels suffered greatly during the pandemic. They were forced to close as the stay-at-home mandates caused travel of all kinds to dry up. A few that agreed to become quarantine facilities enjoyed some revenue thanks to the government that forced the closure to begin with. Short-term rentals also suffered greatly as well. Now, depending on the location, some managed to get some revenue from traveling healthcare workers who were on pandemic duty to provide relief to overworked and overstressed ER facilities. During that same time period, many hotels negotiated capital expenditure deferrals with the major brands that they were affiliated with. Marriott, Hilton, International Hotel Group all gave relief to their hotels for a period of time under the franchise agreements. But then the world opened up. Workers refused to come back to work in food and beverage and hospitality. Hotels, restaurants, and bars needed to offer greater financial incentives and improve working conditions to attract workers back to work. Travelers, so grateful to be out of lockdown, didn't care that their hotel room wasn't being cleaned and the towels needed to be reused. That's changing. And then there was the wave of inflation. That pushed up expenses across the board and it pushed up wages. Some flights on heavily traveled routes have become incredibly expensive. And if you've traveled lately, you'll notice that hotels have become a lot more expensive. I used to find bargains for hotels in New York City for $150 to $200 a night prior to the pandemic. Of course, you could spend $1,200 a night if you wanted to, but you could still find good hotels in good areas at a decent price. In Toronto, I could find bargains in the downtown core for under $200 a night. Well, this week I was at a conference in Toronto and was it was extremely difficult to find a hotel room in the downtown core at the last minute under 500 a night. Most were 700 a night and above. Several of the people I spoke with at the conference had booked a short-term rental and they were grateful to have paid less than a hotel room, but they were still paying a lot. And I can tell you that the short-term rental owners did not have anywhere near 500 a night or 700 a night built into their business plan. Many were below 300 a night when they planned their business. All of this sounds like a windfall for short-term rental owners. Well, folks, here comes the hypothesis that I've been speaking about. It's no secret that interest rates have gone up. You have to be living under a rock to have missed that one. Hotels are sometimes owned by the brand, but they're often independently owned and flagged under a franchise agreement. The issue is that a significant percentage of hotels in the world were funded through bond offerings at extremely low interest rates over the past decade. And those bond offerings have a relatively short duration. Some are five years, some are 10 years, but most of them are biased towards the shorter end of that term. Some of these hotels have bonds coming due this year and next year and the year after that. They're going to be forced to refinance at much higher interest rates. That means those hotels will need to increase their nightly rates in order to survive. If the market won't tolerate a higher nightly rate, then the owner will have to hand the keys back to the lender. A hotel in foreclosure is likely to close, which will in turn remove supply from the market, and that in turn will push up the nightly rate. I don't see a scenario in which hotel rates don't go up from here. Even in a recession, falling travel won't necessarily mean lower nightly rates. The hotels will fail. So the only choice for the owners is to raise nightly rates. They absolutely have no choice. They have to find a way to increase revenue or die. And I'm convinced that the hotels will act in tandem to protect the industry. 
Some might call this a cartel, some might call it collusion, some might even call it illegal. Whatever you call it, it's a fight for survival. The hotels face higher labor costs, higher interest costs, increasing capital expenditures, just to remain in compliance with their franchise agreements. I don't see anything on the horizon that says hotels' costs are coming down. So now let's go back to the thesis. If hotel rates are going up, does that create an opening for short-term rental rates to go up as well? I think the answer is yes. If hotels fail and close, well, then nightly rates go up for hotels. And if hotels get together to protect their survival, well, nightly rates go up again. And if hotel nights go up, then short-term rental rates have room to go up as well. So there you have it. That's the hypothesis. The only thing that could hurt short-term rental owners is a large increase in supply or if government steps in and forces short-term rentals to close or perhaps impose some other regulation that is so onerous that it makes a short-term rental business impractical. Local governments might do that to protect the hotels from going under. Of course, everything I've said here on today's show neglects the hyper-local nature of real estate, of hospitality, and short-term rentals. Your local situation could vary widely, but maybe an analysis of the hotel business in your area could yield some valuable data that might validate or maybe invalidate this thesis. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 